0: Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.
1: Welcome to Telling Everybody Everything from the UAE, where I am politically conflicted, but here nevertheless, and really, I don't want to fucking hear about it, because I haven't been influencing much on the gram. That is a bird. I'm recording from outside because I wanted to share this experience with those of you who might be locked down in America or in the UK or in Korea where I have a lot of fans or in Canada where I have about four fans and my dad's friends who listen to this podcast because they're obsessed with gossip and this podcast is not for you. If you know anyone in my family or you know me personally, these are very private things I discuss on the podcast. and you have to listen to a different podcast. Can I recommend Ramesh Ranganathan, Hip Hop Saved My Life? Can I recommend, ooh, Women on Top, a podcast that actually I went on very recently. I don't know if that episode has come out yet. It's by these wonderful American women, Tammin and Roxy. Tammin is an incredible actress. Roxy is red carpet Roxy. She does a lot of entertainment stuff. Anyway, they're both great, very loud. American women are louder than us, but it works for them. Anyway, I decided to record outside because I thought you would enjoy the soothing sounds of the ocean or the banging of construction because they put up new buildings all the time where I am. Not sure why. My daughter Googled it. The population is like 3 million people and I feel like they each have a high rise skyscraper. I suppose. I I don't know why that is. I'll look into it. I felt conflicted about coming here. I wasn't really sure what I was allowed to do or whether or not I was a person. But then I searched it up and it said that if I were to move here, all I would need is a certificate of permission from my husband or father, and I would be allowed to get a job. So that sounds tight. I will go straight into emails. I never get through enough emails. So we're going to do emails from two minutes in. The first one is called shit parenting due to 2020. Catherine, I gave birth to my first child, my daughter, during the height of lockdown back in April, and I'm starting to worry about the impact of the shit show that is 2020. And when it comes to me returning to work, how will that go? I'm due back in three days. We're planning for her to go to Grandma A for one day, Grandma B for another, and nursery for the third. I love the idea that maybe your baby calls the grandmas Grandma A and Grandma B. I called my dad's mom Nana, and my mom's mom Dorothy, because she didn't like... Granny, Grandma, none of the above. I don't know why, we just went with Dorothy. But Grandma A and Grandma B is better. Due to COVID, we haven't been out much with her. We live in a tourist hotspot in Wales. It was a busy summer and we didn't feel comfortable leaving our home with so many people around, so we didn't. I can see how you would feel that way with a new baby. And you don't want to get Grandma A or B sick either. Autumn then rolled around and tourism died down. However, the second wave then hit, aha, after the tourists all left they left you with their diseases. Between the two, we only made it out for leisure days a couple of times. We've been unable to form support bubbles with family because of the overlap and high-risk jobs. We've been very cautious since she was born at a time when there was virtually no information regarding infants and COVID. Uh, there still isn't, and not with the vaccine either. She spent every single minute of her life with her dad and me. How can I expect her to go to childcare when I haven't even been able to show her that the world is a safe place? The majority of the times we've been out, we've been to go to the doctors, where she's been pretty miserable because she can't see our faces due to our masks. I'm in full support of taking restrictions very seriously, and I'm genuinely wary of its long-term effects. I feel for everyone working in the NHS. I love this disclaimer. We all, you can say what you want, but you just have to be like, much respect to the NHS, I understand this and this and this. Now, say what you want. Do you have any thoughts on how I can make this transition smooth? i mean not really because covid or no covid you're fucking up your children that's part of being a parent so let's say there was no covid and your daughter was in a situation where she just passed around through loads of relatives and she spent too much time in nursery i think i started going in a nursery when i was like three weeks old something ridiculous and it shows some women don't breastfeed and then they feel guilty that they've fucked up their child's immune system some women do breastfeed and then they feel some type of way I don't know whatever you do you're going to feel bad about it the good news is everyone is in the same position as you this year I absolutely think it's weird that there are infants who haven't seen anyone else's face but their parents I completely think that's weird and we won't know the ramifications of that for a long time to come but hey it is what it is my daughter was born not in a COVID time but she hated everyone but me she wouldn't let anyone hold her and she's sort of you know I took her places sure but If anyone even tried to make a face at her or play with her, I would have to tell them, just please don't look at her because she would flip the fuck out and then it was difficult to settle her back down. And it wasn't until she was maybe two that she just felt confident and went to people and went to nursery and went to whomever. But she had a definite clinginess for the first two years of her life, and that was pre-COVID. So by choice, Violet never saw anyone's face but mine. She would avoid their gaze. So don't worry about it. I think what's important for an infant is that she has you and obviously her dad is around. We got Grandma A and Grandma B now. It's going to be fine. Don't beat yourself up because there's always going to be something that makes you a bad parent. And those are my words of comfort. Just do the best we can. Oh, no. This next woman did not realize that she was a mistress. Catherine. I'm a 34-year-old female and the only relationship I've had was just for over a year and it turns out the man I was seeing was married with children. At the time I had a pretty lonely job, I worked on a farm alone where I was in charge of looking after a load of dogs. Well, why weren't you using these animals as weapons? You work on a farm with loads of dogs, surely a lot of those dogs could be trained for violence and revenge and I'm not seeing anything in this email. About the man being dismembered on the farm So that is your first mistake What is the point of these dogs If you can't weaponize them This man was a friend of the family It's always a friend of the family Families, this is what's great about COVID Families need to stop having friends Anytime there's a dodgy uncle situation Or whatever That was never actually the brother of anyone That was a single man That everybody feels sorry for So they start calling him uncle, whatever Hey Bobby 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 Oh, he's gone inside. I think my husband is Uncle Bobby to a few families because of his period of being single. (laughs) He would just like stay at their house some weekends and they were like oh Uncle Bobby's here. That is what you call a man you feel sorry for. Because like aunts no aunt does anything weird. You never hear only the dodgy auntie. It's always a dodgy uncle and those are not true uncles and uncles need to like real uncles need to reclaim the title. I know you're all adults in this situation but I don't like it. Of course he was a friend of the family keep those friends of family at arm's length. This friend of the family was doing work on their property over a prolonged period, so we struck up a friendship which later turned into something more serious, more sexual. I was very shy and naive at the time, and he was a lot older than me, so I felt I could trust him. No, when he's older than you, you absolutely can't trust him. I opened up to him about a lot of abuse and turmoil I would suffered as a child, and I feel he took advantage of that. I did question why whenever we met, it was either at my house or he'd pick me up and we'd go somewhere for a drive. And he always came up with an answer for me at the time that I was stupid enough to believe. To cut a long story shorter, I found out about his marriage and the whole other life. And suffice to say, I cut all ties with him there and then. I took it all very hard and I went into quite a deep depression, which I'm glad to say I pulled myself out of. But to this day, I've never spoken to anyone about it as I feel guilty and disgusting. Even the tropical birds cannot believe this. Guilty and disgusting. That is so sad. And I'm sorry that you haven't opened up to anyone about this because can I say my first reaction when I heard you cut off all ties there and then? No one does that. No one has the strength to do that. I have been in terrible, terrible relationships. I know birds, I'm telling her. And I knew it was toxic and I didn't cut off all ties. I tried and then I got too lonely and I went back and then I tried again. And it usually takes 18 months is the average. When you're unhappy and you know something is a dead ting, it takes 18 months to truly extricate yourself. So the fact that you did it in one, well done. And no wonder you felt depression. I mean, it's really hard to do. You mourn the loss of a relationship like a death. I have not had any type of relationship since this, as I didn't feel I deserved to be happy after what I'd done. You didn't do anything. You were exploited. He knew he was married, so you don't have a responsibility to anyone's wife. He has a responsibility to his wife and family, especially when you didn't know. And ladies, gentlemen, if you're seeing someone who never ever takes you to their house, you have to smell a rat. I have a friend who recently went on a trip to New York City and it all went bad. And she was taking photos in this hotel room, and I said, why are you in a hotel room? Doesn't this guy live in New York City? And she said, yeah, yeah, he does, but I've gone to visit him and we got a hotel. And right away I said, oh, he's married. She said, no, no, he's not, it's just we can't stay at his house for whatever, like uh, termites, who the fuck knows, but he's this man is married, and we can't confirm that. It all went wrong, but trust me, he's married. And by the way, I was in the opposite situation in my 20s where I started dating an older man, and every weekend he's like oh i'm just going back to my parents house a few hours away because my mother cooks for me and my mother does my laundry and then i'll be back monday and i kind of as a 20 year old i liked the mystique of him maybe being married i was like well you know he lives in a real shitty apartment downtown and his life seems really unraveled but actually i think it's a bachelor pad and he has a beautiful stunning wife and family in a big house in the countryside and then I started dating him and we got more serious and I went to this house in the countryside and yeah his parents definitely lived there and his mother did cook for him do his laundry so that was a disgrace and sometimes you do want them to be married I recently moved out of the area after a year of bad health and hospital stays and I'm determined that I'm gonna have a fresh start and be happy well let me tell you your bad health and hospital stays are all related to the autoimmune response brought on by this terrible trauma of depression and this awful married man. I bit the bullet. I joined a dating site where I've been speaking to a guy who seems very nice and we arranged to meet this week for coffee in a very public safe place but I'm so nervous and I'm thinking of calling the whole thing off. He's bound to ask me about previous relationships and how do I go about telling someone I've been in a relationship or rather affair with a married man. I sound like a slut and I'm so upset just thinking about it. You do not sound like a slut. You need to change your affirmations. I know that in your head, you've created this narrative where you did something wrong. You did nothing wrong. I always say the best place to start a relationship is from a position of power where you don't feel vulnerable. So if you have been alone for a solid amount of time and you feel like you've dealt with this trauma, you're on the other side of it and you can enter this date from a place of power, then it's fine to go on. And if he asks you about previous relationships, you can be honest ish without going too much into detail, not because you should be ashamed, but just because this married man doesn't deserve space in your life in your thoughts in your new relationship anymore. You can be like, well, my last relationship was bad. Honestly, uh, there was a lot of dishonesty moved on from that now and I'll be watchful for it next time. Let's go to your house. You just have to learn from your mistakes. Don't repeat them. And crucially, stop blaming yourself for being an empathic, open, trusting person. That's a wonderful thing to be. And I hope you never lose that. And in this relationship, sure, if there are red flags, then there are red flags. My advice would always be if you don't trust someone, don't go through their phone. Don't ruin the relationship by being completely caught up in those thoughts of mistrust. I'll tell you this. If I ever felt like going through my partner's phone, that would be the last day of our relationship. I wouldn't even go through the phone. If you think you need to go through the phone, you're done. You don't have the trust that you need. And that might be his fault, that might be your fault, it doesn't matter. I'm proud of you, I think we can all be inspired by you. You've done nothing wrong. Say hi to the dogs. Oh my gosh, this next email is such an open and shut case. If you are over the age of 23, please just skip through it unless you wanna be screaming in your car or in your walk or wherever you are. Oh, Violet's here, Violet, hi.
2: What's the tea?
1: I'll tell you the tea in a sec. Violet's not in love with this person so she has no cognitive dissonance. She will be able to see quite clearly what the hell is going on here and what's going on here is a savagery of massive proportions is an outrage and your answer is coming at you. I'm a 23 year old woman. I've been in relationship with my boyfriend on and off for the past four years. So since you were 19. Oh. I love him so much, but I'm also aware a lot of the stuff he does is abusive. Every time a lot of this sort of behavior happens, I plan on leaving him, but then things get super nice for a month or so and I feel awful for leaving him. I broke up with him last year and I felt so depressed without him. We got back together this year and we moved a state away from our families. He has severe mental health problems and has been in a severely abusive relationship before and won't forget that I left him. I know that if I broke up with him again, he'd attempt to take his own life. He's called my friends toxic and cut me off from all of them. I can't leave because I can't afford to pay the notice on the rent. And he can't afford to get somewhere new in this place where he knows no one. Even if I managed to leave, I don't have a good relationship with my family and I wouldn't want to move home. Here's the thing. I've been offered a place at Stanford University next year. And I really want to go. We moved state so we could go to college together. And I know he'd be so mad if he found out I applied and got in. He's bigger than me, and although he's never been physically violent with me, he still scares me. What do I do? Stay okay. with him till next year? I know he sounds awful, but I actually really love him.
2: All right, here we go. So, obviously, that man needs to be put in a, in a mental health hospital. He is not very well in the head, if you know what I mean. He's not with it. If you can stay with your abusive boyfriend for a year, you'll definitely be able to stay with your parents.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Exactly.
2: So if you just want to stay with your parents just for, like, a little bit to help you get back on your feet, you can get a nicer job. You could stay with your friends and apologise. Say you're in the middle of a string. He's trying to cut off both of those strings, and he's trying to, like, keep you for himself, and that will make him feel, like, somewhat safer. It's really abusive. He sounds very abusive. And I know you love him a lot, but he's i hate to say this to you but he's only being nice just to make you stay and then he'll go back to his abusive patterns so i think you should stay with your mother or like your family or your friends just find a place for a year and completely cut him off
1: the birds are losing it the cruise ships are losing it the construction workers have taken a very frowned upon break from their intense labor schedule because no one can believe how blinded by love you are and it happens to us all but you don't love this person you are in a sick codependent relationship with who sounds to be a narcissistic psychopath i cannot diagnose anyone officially on the podcast but this person uh, needs help and that help can't come from you you can make one phone call one emergency phone call to try to help because that's what you know, a thoughtful person does, but then you have to leave for your own safety. This threat, it's such a common one. I'll kill myself if you leave. That holds people hostage all the time. And I'm sorry to say, it's simply not your responsibility. You have to keep yourself safe. Put your own mask on first. You are going to Stanford University. And I don't know the logistics of where you're going to live or how you're going to do that. You're just going to have to live in squalor for a while. Take some really small, small, flat, somewhere meet some new people uh who need a roommate live with your parents like violet an 11 year old said they might not be ideal but at least you're safe there you got to get out of this out 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 it's never going to get better it's only going to get worse you cannot be held responsible for someone else's mental health unfortunately i know we all wish we could heal the world we can't and on that terrifying note let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more emails Oh, this next email touches on something that was so huge on my Instagram last week. I happened to post something. uh, They shared Honey Ross, who's a wonderful model, author, influencer. She posted something to the effect of uh, teenage girls when an older man is interested in you. It's not because you're mature. It's because he's a predator. And then my inbox was absolutely flooded with stories from grown women and also teenagers who had experiences where they felt that they'd been taken advantage of by an older person who made them feel mature and chosen my very favorite comedian jen kirkman has an excellent bit in her special about this she has a few netflix specials check out jen kirkman if you can she's one of many female comedians who's such an amazing champion of others and she's always promoting other people's work jen is always so articulate like no you feel chosen and that's by design you're not 35 year old women will not talk to these pricks and so they impress 16 year olds and this is what's happening so many stories from women but equally so much vitriol from men Who are upset that I'm shining a light on this? They're like, wait a minute. Well, what? An 18 year old woman is not free to make her own decision. Basically, they want to continue to fuck teenagers and they're annoyed at me for raising the alarm. Yes, an 18 year old is technically an adult, but you are also adult enough to understand power structures and imbalances and coercion. And you know that women your age don't talk to you, so fuck off. Here's the email Catherine, I watched The Duchess, I watched all your stand up, and now I've been listening to your podcast. I saw your story on Instagram about girls thinking they're mature being with older guys while they're still in their teens. As a 15-year-old, I met a guy in his early 20s at a family friend's wedding. Oh, here we go, the family friends again. He took such an interest in me very quickly. We talked every day. We sexted. We spent a lot of time together. We'd talk every day and sext every night. If you don't know what sexting is, it's like sexy texts, but I'm sure you know what it is but he made it clear he could never do anything in person for fear of making things worse for himself in the event we were caught. I was so brainwashed. Looking back, oh my god, this was a man. Finished college, lived on his own, had a flashy car and a real job, had about 10 years of sexual experience on me, and yet he was trying to get with someone in high school? I didn't even look at it that way at the time. At the time, I thought I was so lucky, I knew it was wrong. But the more I looked at it, I felt that it was just misunderstood. Like I wanted it, or I thought I did, just as much as he did. I kept it a secret from grown-ups to protect this guy. (laughs) Oh, you were so young that you still called them grown-ups. It was like my mission to make sure he was never caught sexting a minor and that I was choosing to keep it a secret to protect him. Not once did he ever ask me to keep secrets. This was just an unspoken request or thing I'd try to prove myself by routinely saying how much he could trust me purely in an attempt to win him over and to make sure he wouldn't leave. Yeah, it's also something you were doing to please him, wasn't it? I don't think someone has to explicitly say don't tell any grown-ups I mean he did he expressed that he didn't want to get caught before so I mean you knew that it was not something you should tell grown-ups I made the mistake of introducing my best friend to him who was two years younger than I was I was 17 she was 15 they started talking and I started suspecting things But it wasn't until the following year that I went to England and they spent a lot of time together while I was away and it was very apparent they were sexting and stuff just like we had. Then I realized, okay, this is much more than just me. I didn't speak to him for a very long time but more out of betrayal. He said he did nothing wrong and I had no interest. It wasn't until over a year or so later he finally said he knew what he did was wrong blah 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 and I believed him. We're still very good friends? But I see things very differently now and I wish I'd gotten help at the time because that fostered so many unhealthy traits moving forward. Feeling like I need to hide things and that it's okay to have secret relationships and letting men take advantage. Don't you see what you continue to do? Full disclosure. There's no Canada or England in the actual email. I added those things. I'm changing details. I did this like I always do because the author of the email asked me to change details. So I put in my own places, Canada and England. You're still protecting him. I'm the grown up. In the email, you wrote, oh, please change the actual things because, you know, I don't want to make him mad. He's still your friend? Why is he still your friend? You're still very young. Guess what? He's still very fucking old. He had absolutely no business sexting a 15 year old a 17 year old i don't care if it's legal i mean i do i care very much but it's not the whole point this was an abuse of power it was a total imbalance just because he didn't physically have sex with you does not make him exempt from predatorial behavior this person needs to not be in your life why the hell you would still stay friends with him and then write in your email that i should be complicit in protecting him absolutely fuck this guy who knows what else he has done i don't like it and it happens so often and it's not your fault i have told this story before but when bobby k and i broke up at prom i decided all right this is the last time this love of my life is going to mistreat me and it was But I decided what I would do is go home with the prom security guard who (laughs) was 31 and I thought was a real man with a flashy car and a cool, no, when you're 17, every car is a flashy car. And he had children and he was problematic. And I continued to see this man and we kept it pretty secret. I mean, he knew what he was doing. He was dating a girl in high school that he met at fucking prom because she was vulnerable, because her boyfriend, now husband, Bobby K, broke up with her at prom. No, I'll never let him live that down, but it was my idea to go after this cool security guard because I was sad and because I really wanted to get back at my boyfriend and I needed comfort and I thought, all right, I'm going to date the biggest guy here because I was stupid because I was a teenager and that's why adults... Are in a trusted position to protect us when we're young and dumb and make stupid decisions how many 30 something year old women do you see dating boys in high school you're 23 years old now or 25 or 26 whatever you said would you date a boy in high school would you sext a boy in high school it happens and when it happens it's a lifetime movie like Mary Kay Letourneau a big story in the news for years and years and years they're married now by the way it's a beautiful love story however this is fucked up stop protecting this person stop being friends with him thank you for sharing your story because so many of us have a story like this and if you're a teenager and you listen to my podcast yes I understand 15 year old boys are not interesting to you and it's better to date someone with a car and you do feel special and you do feel chosen but you have to realize that it can cause long-term damage feelings of shame and you are just worth more than that so just wait just wait and you know what, Bobby was my age and I loved him and he acted like a child and he broke my heart. So, you know, it's tricky, but please do not date an adult because that adult is only after you so that he can boss you around and because no women his own age talk to him. Oh gosh, this one's fun because I'm guilty of it too. Dear Katherine, I mean, I'm guilty of all of these emails. What? What? Sometimes I think, oh, why would you write me about that? No, it's literally me. Catherine, I recently had a falling out with a longtime friend of mine, and I want to get out of this friendship. To be honest, I feel like we've been drifting apart for the last year, even though we've been talking to each other constantly, daily almost. We just disagree on fundamental things, specifically where we stand on our mutual friends and each other's life choices. The friendship has turned quite toxic. I really want to end the thing, but here it is. The girl has years of WhatsApp messages where we've been slandering our friends, our family members, our partners. I'm afraid she could weaponize these messages against me, use them to start serious drama in my life, or turn many of my friends against me. This is something she has done to other people who've turned away from her, so I'm afraid it could be my turn unless I keep her as a friend. Surely I have dirt on her too, but I feel like using that would go against my values. I don't think she has the same values. Yeah, ha, this is how you're different. I know talking shit about people is wrong, and that I kinda had this situation coming. But who doesn't in the course of years worth of friendship badmouth people? Because of all of this, I strive to keep in touch with her and keep her within my circle, but I feel like I'm being held hostage in a friendship I no longer want. What can I do? This I Think is going to be such a relatable problem I am fully monstrous on text messages with a few of my friends not all my friends I think the key is to really and this won't help you now but if you are listening and you aren't in this horrible situation right yet really be careful about who you're evil with you got to put your friendships into tears like areas of the UK during lockdown You cannot be talking shit about any tier one friends because if that were to come out, that's a huge shock. It would hurt everyone's feelings. And those are a sacred tier of holy friends that you just don't talk shit about. Tier two friends, you can talk shit about, but you have to be very careful to whom because yes, it could be damaging. Yes, it could get out. Tier three friends, you can talk all the shit that you want, but you can only really have close friends tier one friend whatsapps that you talk to tier three shit about so i feel like what you've done here is you might have reversed the whole system and put yourself in a very vulnerable position by talking shit about tier one friends with a tier three friend you've got it all backwards and that's what you absolutely cannot do maybe oh god distance yourself gracefully from this tier three friend maybe don't cut it off completely but just talk to them less and less you don't need to make a big announcement about your departure do you know on facebook on social media when people make the big departure announcement i will be shutting down all of. nobody gives a fuck. just quietly disappear hopefully this person will not weaponize your words against you and in the future you need to talk trash about tier 3 friends to tier 1 friends not the other way around it's too dangerous it's too damaging And if you found out your good, good, good friends were talking trash about you to this person, you'd be very hurt as well. So distance yourself gracefully. I wish you the best. And if there's anything that you can do is to definitely learn this lesson and learn it well for the future so you don't find yourself in this situation again. Depending on the quality of your friendships and the trust level, you might be able to get away with a preemptive confession. You could go to some important tier one friends and say, listen, I'm going to distance myself from tier friend whomever. I don't think that relationship's good. And in that relationship, I got caught up in some real shit talking. And I want to apologize because I did slag you off. I didn't mean the things that I said. I was caught up in the joy of libelous slander. And hopefully that person can relate because we've been there and it's so much fun to be evil in a WhatsApp, but only in a trusted group and hopefully a group who knows your heart and knows you don't really mean it. Please be careful. I wish you the best next time. Ayayay. Oh, here's some disgusting shit I never thought I'd have to talk about. And it's Ugh, I don't even want to say his name. Hi Violet. Hi. What are you doing? Come here so we can hear you.
2: I'm looking for bunnies.
1: You're looking for my entire trip, if you follow me on Instagram, has been about searching for wild rabbits. We are at this resort in the Emirates very covid safe by the way everyone is just the best i mean they're safe here anyway they cover their faces anyway um so wonderful and relaxing violet thank you for coming on this trip with me but someone somewhere had the bright idea to bring a ton of rabbits to the island and breed them i mean i i think rabbits are just self-breeding but the freaking place is covered in bunnies come closer to the microphone if you can violet and tell us What, what have you been enjoying about the rabbits
2: um i love how cute they are and i love that um i could just feed them and there's a bird bathing in our pool right now Uh well if we don't
1: catch covid we'll catch bird flu then it'll be a ball
2: i love that bird
1: hi birdie violet loves animals even from the time she was a little baby she would not eat anything with a face do you remember that yeah so when she started as a toddler eating cookies and cupcakes because i'm not perfect uh, if a if a face or an animal was painted on it, Violet would not eat it. She'd be like, oh, "Oh!" And she'd look after it and cradle it and carry it around till it rotted.
2: Oh yeah, I remember that. I used to keep a baby mango because my face my friend drew a face on it, and I kept it around until it went moldy. And I found it in my room the other day, so that's fun.
1: Well, I have a face, so hopefully you keep me around till I go moldy. <sighs> so what are you doing now? Where'd you get that fruit?
2: Um, the the really nice man just dropped off some fruit basket with everything in it and then I cut it up and I'm gonna feed it to the bunnies. All right,
1: enjoy. I'll come bunny hunting with you soon. How
2: soon?
1: Uh, I think I'll be done in like 10 minutes. ya. Love ya. These rabbits. These rabbits. There are free petting zoos in the UK. I spend hours a day in the sunshine just looking for rabbits and then we find rabbits. Of course they're everywhere and then, oh let's go find another rabbit. It It could be the same rabbit. I can't tell rabbits apart. We used to have pet rabbits. I felt that they didn't show me any affection they just poop like every 10 minutes I, I they are cute but I just don't warm to rodents I'm sorry okay this next email I cannot believe I'm uttering this person's name on my podcast but this is a thing that's been going on online in the reality tv world if you don't follow it I don't want to say his name. Stephen Bear. Okay, Catherine, are you following the whole Stephen Bear, Georgia Harrison situation? It's horrible. When I heard this, I felt absolutely sick to my stomach. I know you aren't about cancel culture or slating people on the pod, but I would be interested in your thoughts. If the allegations are true, a man has secretly filmed himself and his ex-partner having sex without consent to film, shared the footage, monetized the footage, gaslit the victim, confesses to wanting to fake suicide to win back public favor. It is the worst. His attitude toward people, but specifically women, in any of the shows he's been on has troubled me at times. I hoped it was a persona he applied for reality TV. No one could possibly be this warped. He embodies the character Sick Boy from Irving Welsh's books. Why do you read books, yet you know who this person is? That's the disconnect that I have. If you're listening to the podcast and you don't know who this person is, congratulations. There's no need to search it up. What you need to know is in the body of the email. There is currently a reality TV person who is alleged to have monetized a video of himself having sex with an ex-girlfriend and allegedly she didn't know this video was being taken and she was really upset and crying on Instagram and then he responded. It's the back and forth of the reality culture. The whole thing disgusts me, I have worked with this person before and I very much would say I don't think this person is being looked after, I don't think this person is well, I don't think this person should be featured on any reality TV and I cannot believe that production companies don't have more of a responsibility when they amplify and encourage these types of personalities. I'm with you I don't know if it's a character or not while I was with this person they certainly didn't break character and I would put them as probably the most useless and annoying person I've ever worked with but I also was sad I felt quite worried to the point of sadness and I had no fun on the record and I have never felt like that before so this whole situation is a mess if you want to talk about the greater narrative of uh revenge porn, or monetizing a video, or taking a video in the first place without someone's consent, that is a crime. And if that crime has been committed, then the people involved should definitely be pursued legally and pay for these crimes. And I would be glad if I never heard from this person ever again. Thanks for your email, but you know, what's my stance on the situation, well, obviously. Can you imagine, I was like, well, I think he's deeply misunderstood and you should film whoever you want having sex. And no, I mean, it, everything I'm about is against this and it makes me sad so thank you for your email uh my heart goes out to this person involved in the video i really i think she should not be ashamed you know what's done is done when these things come out i think there's an outpouring of support and sympathy for the exposure that she has suffered but you know we need to really look at what we're doing with this scum culture of reality TV, which is sometimes very compelling and very beautiful and heartwarming, and other times just amplifies people who are very dangerous. So, you know, I don't know, I I don't like it. And if you work for a newspaper and you, for some reason, want to continue to write about this story and you use my name and my comments on my podcast, and if I see my fucking name next to his name, do you know how much that's gonna hurt me? Please, newspapers, don't do it. And please don't put any pictures of him near me. And please just don't put him or his name or this story anywhere near me. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed the soothing sounds of the sea. Um, the podcast, Telling Everybody Everything, coming at you from a holiday place. I wish that I could take you with me. I am being responsible and being safe, just so you know. I had many tests before I came. I'm not trying to flaunt my vacation like Kim Kardashian saying, I just wanted normalcy and then took her whole family to a private island. I am working here. If you would like to email me, you can write telling everybody everything at gmail.com. Please enjoy the sounds of the sea once more. And I hope you feel relaxed and happy. And I hope you're preparing for a wonderful Christmas wherever you are. I will be back next week.
0: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.